Hello listener, this is Alex from the Fumbled Anthology. Liam, myself and our cast are very excited to share this playthrough with you, but it would be remiss of us not to inform you that this particular series contains depictions of sexual violence and domestic violence, so listener discretion is advised. If this brings up anything for you, I put some resources that may help in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Now, on with the show. Previously on Cold Warning. I absolutely love the Moody's daughter. I wish I had children of my own, and she is just the light of my life, and I'm so excited to see her again. I've got some concerns about Marilyn. Recently, her letters have gotten more sparse, a lot less um, detailed. I would really appreciate it if next time you're going out to, to Maine that you, you can check in on her and let her know that we love her and that we want her to come home. You better well mean it, because I will bring your daughter home. Have you not heard about what's been going on in Maine lately? Oh, the police have been in an absolute spin over the last few days. Did you hear about the poor Diana Morris girl? The fact that Patrick O'Shea is still at large disgusted. Police are still looking for uh, Patrick O'Shea. Uh, if anyone's seen him, please don't approach, but contact the police directly. Doors unlocked. So, uh... I hear you've been uh, racking up a debt on the horses, eh? Sir, I'll get your money to you soon. Perhaps we can square things up if you can do me a, a favour. Dominic Strollo, he's uh, kind of a big time gangster down in New York. Came into the nightclub my friend owns and just decided to just whack him right there and then. Now I just need to find the man and let you know where he is. Last we heard, this guy was up in Maine. He's got a lawyer up there who uh, looks after him. Beautiful Marilyn. Yeah, she's settled down now with Joseph. Wait, Joseph Sutton? You didn't hear from me, but I heard that he was hanging out with a mobster recently. I'm looking for a lawyer. On the on the wall is a whole bunch of flowers that have been pinned there, and they're pretty fresh. You can see the words, we'll miss you, we'll miss you, Joe. Professor Weaver, thank you, thank you so much for coming. Um, um, I have this sample. Uh, Professor Stinton, uh, where did you get this sample? It came from a hospital out in um, Bangor, Maine. We do not know what this is, so keep it contained. Keep it quiet. This is potentially a superbug. Uh, get, get a report together and, and send it to my superior. And Professor Weaver races through the Arkham Mist as fast as he possibly can as he heads towards Bangor, Maine. The Fumbled Anthology presents Cold Warning Based on the Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Scott David Anielowski With adaptations written by Alex Green Featuring Emily Moxon as Mari Cledden I was fairly certain that it was just innocent happenstance and now there's more things getting put together that I just can't explain. Liam Braid as Professor Percy Weaver. That, 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 that must be a mistake. That, that, uh, your, your equipment must be faulty. That can't be right. And introducing Jan Roger as Teddy Clifton, P.I. 
I'm just asking some polite, kind, nice questions before other people come around and ask some less kind questions. Alex Green is your keeper of arcane lore and everyone else. Part 2, 41 Degrees. Percy Weaver, who's just arrived in Bangor as well. I'm heading straight for the hospital. Straight head to the hospital. Fantastic. So, um, yeah. Uh, when you arrive at the hospital, it's a pretty small hospital. Uh, Bangor General is not a huge... It's not a huge town, so it doesn't really need a huge hospital. It's like one floor. Um, mm. Think of, like, your, your base hospital, right? So yep. there's, like, the emergency room and, like, the general room is sort of... They're all mixed, right? Yeah. Um... And it's pretty makeshift. There's like a few nurses and doctors running around, um, you know, looking at the patients, whatever. Uh, there is a nurse on reception, and she's like, like, sort of twiddling her thumbs, looking bored as shit, and just like flicking a pen and just doodling stuff as you walk in. Uh, uh, what time of day is it? It's about midday. Midday. Uh, 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 good afternoon there. Uh, and oh. Merry Christmas. Uh, oh, hey, Merry Christmas. She starts smoking. Uh, I'm Professor. I'm Professor Percy Weaver, uh, and I'm I'm looking for someone to discuss about a sample that was sent to Miskatonic University recently. Oh yeah, have you got a sample number? Uh, did I get a sample? <laughs> yeah, should you got a sample number? Uh, yes, I believe it's B T four X J Y. And she sort of like flicks through. Don't think we got it. You want me to look again? You, you you don't have any sample under that number? Fix her again. Nah, don't got it. What's this about? She starts smoking again. Did she actually have a good look or was she not? Nah, she didn't fucking look at all. <laughs> um, this is quite important. I must uh, implore you to check properly. Please. Uh, fine. Uh, just looks again. What was it again? And I, tell, and I tell her, and I'm like, this could be a matter of health and safety for your whole town. Oh, shit. Should I get my boss? You should, yes. Oh, Dave! Oh, <laughs> just yells out. <laughs> and Dave's like, what is it, Brittany? What is it? Oh, oh hello, sir. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm uh, Brittany, go away. Uh, there's a, there's a no, something, no stuff you can go do over there. <laughs> go, go drain it, catheter. <laughs> <laughs> go drain it, catheter. Oh, sorry, sir. What's your name? Uh, Professor Percy Weaver, uh, someone from this hospital sent a sample to the Miskatonic University recently. Oh, yeah, sorry, uh, Dr. Brown at your service. Uh, so, uh, sample, yes, uh, yeah, there are a few samples we sent. Uh, do you have the sample number? Uh, whatever I said before, BT. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you remember that. And he flicks through, he's like, oh, yes, uh, here we go. Um, I, I, I imagined it would be quite a memorable sample. Do you not know which one I'm talking about? Oh, um... We, we do samples. We have we send samples off all the time. You'll have to sorry. You have to jog my memory. This one was cold, and alive. And when you say cold, he sort of like drops what he was doing, and he says, "Ah, right." Perhaps we should discuss this more privately, sir. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. And wash your hands. 
Uh, sure. And he goes to wash his hands <laughs> and um, he takes you into his into his little office. It's a very cramped office, very small. Um, there's like room for a desk and a chair and everything else is covered in like books and records and stuff like that. And so, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, so, uh, what's this about? And I make a point to not sit down because I know that chairs can be a, a, a <laughs> great great coffin of germs and everything so I'm like uh, if it's all good to you I'll just, I'll just stand um, tell me more about this sample that you sent okay um, so uh, it came from uh, a young lady who arrived at the clinic about uh, three or four weeks ago um, she was about uh, five months pregnant Actually, no, it's probably closer to six or seven months pregnant. We weren't sure. Uh, she didn't really assist us much. Um, she was a very odd patient, um, nothing that I'd ever seen before. A lot of blue discoloration on the fingertips and on the mouth. Um, we thought it was a, a blood thing, but we did the tests and everything seemed fine, except for obviously that she was vomiting or discharging a lot of blue mucus. and it was disgusting. Um, we had to run, we lost a lot of uh, bottles of air fresher that day. Um, and yeah, she, uh, patient was not really responding to our treatments. Uh, she was very belligerent. Um, she would constantly try and escape. Uh, she would regularly enter a catatonic state while she was asleep and go for a walk. Um, so we're sleepwalking, we had to actually return her to the bed at one point. Um, and yeah, so she stayed with us for a, a few weeks. After a few weeks, she voluntarily discharged herself from the hospital. How long ago was that? Uh, would have been about a month ago. Oh, fuck. Oh, actually, less than that. Probably, uh, it checks the notes. Oh, sorry, uh, three, three weeks ago. Alright, uh, list me through every single symptom that she showed. Uh, sure. Uh, she had a lot of uh, you know, blue discoloration in the in the, the hands and feet and in the head. Um, her hair had gone quite grey and pale. Um, she had you know, suffering from uh, bouts of, of insomnia and um, she would often enter a few states, catatonic states, and would uh, just walk around the hospital or just walk out the front door. Uh, said it got to the point, got so bad that we had to restrain her to the bed. Any any coughing, sneezing, fevers? Yeah, uh, just fever. Uh, no, no fever. Uh, her temperature was was low, abnormally low. Like we're talking, like too low to live. Low. Do you have another s sample? Uh, no, I've, unfortunately we don't. Um, I'd give you one, but as I said, she voluntarily discharged herself three weeks ago. Because mm, I, I I thought of something I should have asked the lab assistant in the last place, but um. You can ask this guy. Uh, no, it'd be hard. He wouldn't do it because uh, I was like, okay, did you? It might be an odd question. Um, did you try heating the sample? Um, no, we didn't try heating the sample. No, I wish I asked the last guy. I wanted to see if it would heat would kill it. <laughs> um, maybe send him a wire when you're done with this. And I I scribble down a little note. Uh, when we're done here, can you please send this ASAP to? Professor Stim Stinson, Stinson at Professor Stinson. the Miskatonic University. Oh, uh, yes, certainly. Uh, absolutely. And, and it's a letter saying, see what happens if you heat the sample. 
Okay, uh, and he goes out. Hey, Brittany, can you can you post this when you get a chance? And Brittany comes out. He's like, fine. All right. Now, has anyone else been unwell with similar symptoms since then? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. Everyone seemed fine. Uh, obviously, we took precautions. We all wore masks. Um, and we were wearing Oh, that's <laughs> how progressive of you. <laughs> well, it's 19. Masks existed in the 1920s. So no one else presented with similar symptoms since? No, just her. All right. Do you have this? Do you have this woman's ad- address? Uh, we have her discharge papers right here. Um, let's see. And he gives you a, um, a discharge letter, and it's um, signed by a person. Um, his name is Patrick O'Shea, um, and the address is for an address in Bangor. Okay, and I write that down. Obviously, I'm not aware of, of discussions that other characters in this scenario have had so far. Um, I write that down. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna chase this up. What I need you to do is get me a list of every staff member that came in contact with this woman. Sure. And also every patient since then that these staff members have come in contact with as well. I know I know it sounds like a pain, but it could be of utmost importance. I'm sure you're aware of the Spanish flu that ravaged the earth not long ago. Well, of course. We do not want a second case of that, do we? No, absolutely not. So a list of everyone that came in contact with this woman and everyone since then has, that has come in contact with those people. Wait, are you saying... Are you saying this could be another Spanish flu? We don't know. We don't know. What it is is a sample that we have. Oh, God. We don't... The, the sample is showing qualities that we've never seen the likes of before. So it could be nothing. But if it is something, we need to get on top of it. Jesus Christ. Okay. Don't panic everyone yet, though. Just just build the list. I'm working on it now. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you, Professor. Anything else you need? What was her temperature? Five degrees. Five. Oh, wait, Fahrenheit. Whatever whatever Fahrenheit is in Celsius. Five degrees Celsius. Did you say 35? 41. 41 degrees. 41 degrees? Celsius? Fahrenheit. 41 degrees. How's that As possible? Well. We, we use like, th- we use three different thermometers. Did you not report this to some health department? <laughs> yeah, we sent the sample, we sent, we sent the sample down to you guys. How could... She shouldn't be alive at 41 degrees. I I know. I know. I think that's probably a sanity roll for me. I think it's a sanity roll as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I failed. Fuck. Alright, you lose you lose one sanity. Yeah. That that that, that must be a mistake. That, that, uh, your your equipment must have been faulty. That can't be right. We tried three different thermometers and it was the same thing, 41 degrees. Alright. Thereabouts. Alright, as I say, keep it quiet and make the list. Yeah, you, you sure thing. And he starts making the list. And I wash my hands feverishly. Even even though I even though I haven't touched a thing. I haven't touched a thing. Alright, and I'm gonna head off to the address of what was her name? Uh the name Patrick O'Shea. It didn't say the name of the patient? The name of the patient was Mrs. Marilyn Sutton. Now, uh, we'll go back to Marie Cledden, who has arrived at Marilyn's house. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, the front door is locked. Uh, it's, a, it's a small terrace house, um, and uh, it's about, like, it's two stories, and the front door appears to be locked, and there's no answer. I start tapping on the windows as only a middle-aged woman could do who's determined to gain entry. 
Mm. Marilyn, Joseph, I'm here. I told you I was coming. Marilyn, you there? Tap, 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 tap. Um, in well, as you're tapping on the windows and you're sort of making that noise, uh, you sort of hear noise coming from the second floor of the apartment, and um, you hear someone goes, "Oh, who, who that? Who is that?" Joseph, is that you? Joe? No, no, not Joseph. No, not Joseph. And he sort of comes down, and it's this um, it's this man, like older man. Um, he's uh quite large and he is sort of in like um in a, in a, a dressing gown and he's like oh hello there uh are you looking for Suttons I am looking for the Suttons it is my my goddaughter she changes her story every time as to how Marilyn is exactly related to her mm. because mm. she just <laughs> wants to be part of it somehow so yeah um sure. my, my, my goddaughter Marilyn is here and I came to visit her and um I'm sorry. Who who are you? Oh, uh, Greg, Greg Cleary. I live I live upstairs. Uh, I'm I'm one of, yeah. I rent the second floor from him. Uh, yeah. Hang on. I haven't been. I haven't seen him in a few weeks. Uh, they might be on holiday. One accent you have there, Greg Cleary. Where are you yeah. from? Oh, London, England, Miss. Uh, he taps the uh, taps the door. Uh, 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 Mr. Sutton, Miss Sutton, are you there? Oh, no, I think they think they they're still off they're still off on holiday. Uh, can I help you? Well, I, I, I was just after the Suttons, um, and I, I find it strange that they're not here while her being pregnant and all. But um, I, I guess I'll I'll look to. Have you have you heard anything of late? Uh, do they can you hear them much upstairs? I'm surely you share a chair a wall. Oh, oh well. Uh, I mean, I don't hear much. Um, I know that they. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a musician, so I'm out most nights, right? Uh, but during the day, you know, it's pretty quiet. They're probably both at work um, or they're you know, off on holidays or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I don't hear don't much much from the Suttons at all. Uh, Are you a musician? Tell me, tell yeah. me more. What are you playing? Oh, what are you playing? Oh, I, I, I play the trumpet, miss. Of course you do. You look like you've got a face that plays the trumpet. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in a jazz band down down at the uh, down at the local local boozol, or oh, local speakeasy. Ah, oh, well, when I find my goddaughter, I shall have to come and visit. Oh, you should. And he gives it gives you like sprites down. It's like we play down at the place called the Boondocks, and he gives you a card. It's just like Boondocks, and it's on a dress on it. So like, yeah, you should come visit one day. Um, but yeah, no, nothing. I yeah, I, the Suttons are gone. I don't know, don't know where they would be. Give me a psychology roll. I got zero, like one. Uh, so you got a one. Okay, fantastic. So when you mentioned, when he says that he hasn't heard anything from the Suttons, he is like, his voice is wavering and he's definitely leaving stuff out. Stuff that he wants to say, but he's scared to say it. I lean in. Greg, you can trust me. You sound a little scared about something. And uh, I know I may not look like much, but I'm actually quite a decent writer. And I have a lot of connections in the police force, a lot of connections around. Now, this is my, my, my baby goddaughter. I love her very much. And even if you know a little bit of something, now I would be much obliged. And I know it's probably nothing, but you just sound like an upstanding gentleman. And I think you would do the right thing. Uh, yeah, give me a give me a persuade roll. 
but because you got a one on your psychology, I'm gonna let you have a bonus die. So uh, just for for yourself, uh, John, uh, if I ask for a bonus die or a penalty die, what that means is uh, you roll the tens twice, and you take even a bonus die, you take the lower result, and in a penalty die, you take the higher result. So it's basically an extra chance for for um, Marie to succeed on their persuade. Yeah, that makes sense. I got fifty nine, mm -hmm. and then sorry, you'll need to explain that. Um, yeah, so it's a bonus. It's a bonus. So, so you get to roll the tens twice, and you take the lower result. I got zero. All right. Yeah. So that's a uh, extreme success. There has been some strange happenings going on with the Suttons uh, in the, over the last few months. Um, so, um, so one night I saw Marilyn. Uh, she was out on on a walk. But it was really late at night and she was just like just looking up at the stars you know just just head crane back and just looking up at the stars like a sick bird or something and it was so strange it was so strange and and joseph came out and he sort of ushered her inside and then he saw me looking and he started yelling at me like if you tell anyone this i'm gonna fucking kill you some shit out it was awful oh how dreadful i'm so sorry it happened more than once uh, seen it a couple of times, uh, but that was a th that was the worst of it. Um, apparently, it's been going on for a little while now. Um, but that was before they left. Um, and I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen them in in two or three weeks. I know where they are. And did you did you tell anyone, Greg? No, I, I didn't. I, I was scared. I've been I'm on the. I was worried they'd evict me. And I'll be on the street. This is the only place I've got to live. She comforts him by like stroking his arm, be like, "It's okay. You did. You're very, very brave. Greg. I, I'm very grateful. That thank is, you, after all, you. my friend. Thank you for telling me. And I know I will find her. Mm. Trust in the Lord. That's what I always say. I will find her. And we will come you, to your show. Do you think something's happened to him? I can't honestly say, but I always think what's meant to be will be, and I'm sure they will turn up. Oh. And you haven't done anything wrong, Greg. You're okay. You're okay. okay. Do you think it's something the police should be involved with? Uh, at, at, at this point, I I don't know. I mean, I've never trusted the police myself, to be honest. Mm. They are slow and false, and, but it might be worthwhile. Perhaps it might make you feel safe, too. Oh, okay. Oh, it sounds like a good idea. I think I'll call the cops. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, uh, there's a spare key, by the way, uh, under the uh, under that rock there. Uh, if you need to get inside. Thank you, Greg. That is very kind. I might just see if there are any clues in the house as to where they might have gone, or a letter yeah. left. Or thank you. And you let me know if you need anything. Here's my calling card. Oh, thank you, Miss. Thank you. Maybe I'll see you down at the Boondocks one night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, definitely. Be a pleasure to see you. And. Um, and up, up goes Greg back to his uh, to his upstairs bit, uh, and then yeah, I'm assuming you check the rock. Yes, yes, I do. Yep. And I grab the there key. There is and a small brass key under the rock, and yeah, you in you go. Now, now we'll switch over to uh, to Teddy Clifton. What what are yours? What is your plan here? Well, 
Jason's died under mysterious circumstances and has died, so I'd probably check a local newspaper for the obituary section and see how he died first. Sure, okay. Um, so, yeah, you check the, the Boston Daily Times and there's like, spattered on like all three or four pages is like all about like, you know, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Diana Morris. Uh, Diana Morris has been murdered, blah, blah, blah. Um, still looking for Patrick O'Shea, blah, blah, blah. Um, and as you scroll through, or you, you flick, scroll through, fuck. This, this paper won't move up. <laughs> <laughs> as you flip through the pages, uh, you find a, you eventually find an obituary, uh, for a, um, Joseph Sutton. Uh, and it's pretty, pretty plain, you know, uh, Joseph Sutton, uh, died, uh, on, you know, would have been a week ago. In his home, um, he left behind his beautiful wife and baby-to-be and, um, you know, we all miss him very much. The funeral will be, and the funeral was like two or three days ago, uh, and it was held in Bangor. So was there, so he just died at home, how? Any reason why? For cause of death? The, the obituary doesn't say. Can you give me a library use roll? Oh, that's good. That's finally good. It's an 18. Perfect, okay. What's what's my library thing? 20%. Yes! Okay, that's a success. So, you find an article uh, describing how um, Joseph Sutton uh, was found dead in his home uh, by gunshot wound. Police are investigating. Um, potential foul play, but at this point, they believe it's a suicide. Sounds like he's got caught up with some possible bad people. Could be my guy. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll pull out the uh, good old yellow pages and start flicking them through and trying to see how many Jay Suddens there are. <laughs> yellow pages. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many. So yeah, I guess you, you go, to, go to the directory. I don't know if the, uh, the yellow pages exist in the 1920s. Let's just say they do, just to speed things up. And yeah, so you do find an address for a Joseph Sutton. Um, and it's, yeah, somewhere on the, on the south side of Bangor. Uh, are you gonna, edit, gonna head over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely will. 1883. Okay. Alright, you're heading over there. Is that where I'm heading, or am I heading the Patrick O'Shea's address? Let's find out, shall we? Uh, so, uh, Percy Weaver, uh, you arrive at an address. On the, on the way over in the, in the, in the cab. I'm frantically doing calculations in my notebook. Um, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I'm trying to do like models based off a few different known diseases about how many people might have caught this if it is contagious. But, but based off what a month worth of yeah, give me give me an epidemiology roll. Yeah, so I'm like doing a few. I'm like doing it based off the Spanish flu rate, the tuberculosis rate, the mm -hmm. smallpox rate, and I'm like trying to work out what different models might suggest how many people might have this already if it is contagious uh hard success so the symptoms that uh the doctor described to you they're unlike anything you've ever heard before mm, he didn't really list many contagious symptoms but no there wasn't much contagious symptom which means that it's likely that the the r0 value is quite low Considering that this woman was in the vicinity 
of a bunch of doctors and nurses for a, a, quite a few weeks at least um, and that no one else seems to have any symptoms leads you to believe that it's probably got a, a pretty low like um, RO value but nevertheless it is still concerning because mm. so it possibly is contagious but it, it's early enough that we can cut it out it's possibly contagious but at this stage early enough that you might be able to to deal with it yeah okay so that, that's a bit reassuring all right i'm arriving at the address okay so you arrive at the address and this one is it's sort of a, a sort of a large oh it's more of an apartment block um sort of in the north side of town and um it's up three or four flights of stairs and when you get to the top there is police tape all over <laughs> great the uh <laughs> all over the front door there's uh, so there's the main door, and then there's a, another door sort of across it, across the hallway. There's only two door, two rooms on this floor. Are there police there, or just the tape? No, just tape, just tape. Okay, uh, I'll knock on the door that doesn't have the tape. <laughs> okay, um, there's old lady answers, uh, and she's like, "Oh, hello there, son. What can I do for you?" Uh, 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 Merry Christmas, there, ma'am. Merry Christmas. My name's uh, Professor Percy Weaver. Um, I'm wondering... Well, I was hoping to find whoever lived at the address across the hall. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, have you heard the news? No, no. Um, there was a murder there uh, a few days ago. What, what? Do you know the victim's name? Oh, yeah. Oh, poor thing. Diana Morris. It's all over the papers. No, I, I, I haven't heard of a Diana Morris yet. Yeah, no, she was living with a, with a Patrick O'Shea and um, poor thing, she was, they found her in the river, uh, poor thing, she was just absolutely mutilated, oh, it was awful. What, 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 what about this Patrick O'Shea gentleman? Oh, he's an absolute piece of work, I'll tell you, I've met him a few times now, and he's a jerk, absolute piece of work. Oh, just awful, he used to beat the living bejesus out of her, a few times I had to call the police. Um, but it looks like he went a step too far this time. No one knows where he's gone. Is there anything I can help you with, sir? Oh, sorry, Professor. Professor, where are my manners? Uh, do you, do you know a Marilyn Sutton? Mm, no, neighbors ring a bell. Not at all. Um, have you or anyone else you've been in contact with been unwell recently? Oh, uh, well, uh, I mean, I had a bit of a cough, now that you mention it. A little bit of a... <laughs> Bit of a bit of a cough, you know, a bit of a tickle in the old uh, throat. And I scribble that down. I scribble that down. <laughs> <laughs> and I start doing a full like medical assessment of it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And then probably after that I'll head for the police station, probably. You wanna go to the police station? Is there anything else more I can get from her or is it just sort of Yeah, you could. Um, maybe if you talk to her for a bit. Um Okay, I I will keep talking to her then. Um what do I do? What do I want to know? What? What? Uh... Give me, give me a intelligence roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me an idea roll. <laughs> uh, hard success. All right. So you figured from the discharge letter that Patrick and Marilyn have also been in close contact with each other. So it might be an idea to ask if she knows anything about Patrick's whereabouts. She said she had no idea. Weren't, aren't they looking for Patrick? Uh, well, basically, like, I guess his whereabouts before the murders. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, tell me more about this Patrick O'Shea gentleman. Uh, 
who was he? What did you do for work? Oh, he he was a he was a hunter. Uh, he used to um, oh, he used to go up to to Hudson all the time. He said apparently he, he had a friend who had a lodge up there or something. They used to go hunting all the time. You don't know where this lodge would be, would you? Oh, it's somewhere up in up in Hudson. That's all I know. Hudson is like a it's a you know it's a town. It's like about two hours further north. Okay, you didn't notice any other women other than Diane Morris frequenting his apartment oh there was one yeah there was one woman uh, I don't, she was an odd one uh, she was pregnant or something but she was just carrying on it that, 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 that's it what, do you know anything about her oh she had a smell oh, she was she smelled when she was here yeah it was awful she awful smelled like smell. what oh just rot Ugh. Rot. She was disgusting, yeah. Poor thing, probably some sort of mountain illness or something. Apparently he was taking her up to, they were talking about taking her up to, to Hudson to get some rest and recuperation or All something. Right. I, I, I suggest you uh, wash your hands, uh, keep your distance from people for now, uh, uh, and, I'll, and I'll need to work on finding out. Oh, oh, is it, is it, is it serious? Well, I, I'm not sure yet. Am I gonna die? No, 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 no. Oh, God. Oh, God. As long as you wash your hands and... I think I'm shivering. Oh, no. Are you actually shivering? Yeah, give me a psychology roll. Okay. My psychology is not good, but... Nah, it's a fail. Am I going to die or something? I whip out my end thermometer. I'm like, here. And I do a temperature. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's normal. Everything's fine. I think she's just. Yeah, I think she's just. She's she's just carrying on a bit. I'm sorry for alarming you. Uh, just have a that cup of tea and just relax. Okay. 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 I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna. Maybe take some some cough medicine or something. Mm. Okay. Bye. Uh, bye. Bye now. All right, I'm gonna go look for uh, maybe the police to help me find this address for the hunting lodge. And Percy Weaver heads off to the police station in search of more answers. We'll skip back to uh, to Marie, who's now going inside the house. This house that I want to be at. <laughs> um, this house that you want to be at, but you're not. Marie, as you walk in, um, it's a pretty small. Like it's, it's a one one story house. It's pretty pretty. You've got the lounge room, sort of immediately to the left, sort of in the main area. And there's like a kitchen that leads off that. The lounge room itself, it looks pretty. Um, it looks pretty like. Look, Looks fine. Like doesn't look like anything out of place. Uh, if you want to give me a an appraise roll, or even just like an intelligence roll or something, I got thirty for appraise. Yeah, I got a sure. hard success. You notice as you're looking around this house, um, there's a lot of quite expensive items. Um, you know, the, the rug is is you know uh, legitimate bare fur. And the um, you know the paintings look to be quite um, avant-garde, and they look quite impressive. And looking around this house, you sort of get the idea that um, this is a very this is a house of a very successful person, someone who who earns a lot of money. You also know for a fact that Joseph Sutton's a lawyer in a small town, and it's I would say with your hard success, it's probably almost you could say that. This house is too expensive for Joseph Sutton and what he what he's normally doing. 
As as uh, Marie is, is looking at she's that, just, she's just looking at all the expensive furniture. All the expensive furniture. Yeah. Teddy Clifton arrives at the house, and the first thing you notice is that the front door is wide open. Is there like uh, like something, anything? Actually, no. I'll just try and sort of like walk on up like a belong, and as soon as I get past the threshold, I'm like just try and creep along through the hallway and just like try and listen out for anyone. Creep along the hallway and listen out for anyone. Yeah. I mean, as as you walk inside or as you sort of are you gonna use stealth again to try and sneak in yeah i'm trying to make sure that not sure what's going on but someone obviously the door being wide open could be something could be nothing all right cool um so as so if you're gonna sneak in um uh, marie are you sort of listening for anything or are you just looking admiring the fancy items that are on display. I'm actually surprised by how much Joseph Sutton earns to be able to do this. I didn't think they were that well. So I am not actively listening. Okay. I'm not assuming that he's there. All right, cool. In that case, we'll just do a basic stealth roll. It's a seven. I finally succeed. You walk in, or you sneak into this house. The doors have been left open. And you see a, a quite a, a tall, slender woman sort of standing in the in the doorway or in the, in the lounge room sort of looking at items um don't know who she is do you say anything or do you just try and sneak on past i'll 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 knock on the on the door as a afternoon can i help you sir can i help you i'm uh, looking for a uh, old friend of mine joseph interesting um yeah. well i'm here for my goddaughter and, um, you're an old friend of Joseph, you say? Yes. How do you know Joseph? Ah, through work at the lawyer's office. Can I do a psychology role? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Go on. Very much. We'll do a, psycho- we'll have a psychology role from Marie, and we'll do a fast talk role from Teddy. And we'll, this is, we'll do what's called an opposed role. So basically, whoever gets the best level of success wins. I got 48. Oh, wait, no. 84. Sorry. 84. <laughs> yep. 84. So that's a fail. All right. I got 18. Yeah, he's lying. You see right through it. Um, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Joseph has never told me about you. To be fair, Joseph actually doesn't really talk that much, but that's beside the point. Right. Uh, listen, I'm actually here with... Uh, the authorities investigating his death. So, you know, independent contractor. A second tale, you say? Can I do another psychology oh, yeah. roll? I'm very much trying to mislead. Yeah, sure. Come on. Yeah, tell you what, tell you what, because there's some truth in this, I'll give you a bonus die for your fast talk. That's a two and a nine, so that's 22. Okay. Yeah. I got 24. Tell us your success. What was your success level? Persuade? Or you got a hard? No, it's a, just just regular. Listen, Joseph seems to have been caught up in the wrong crowd here. I'm just trying to find out exactly what's going on. See, sir, I feel like you're getting warmer, and yet I still don't have the whole truth. So unless you're prepared to be completely honest with me, young man, you can kindly walk yourself right back out that door of I'm, my goddaughter's establishment. I'm trying to find a man called Dominic Strello. He's a, not a nice character. It seems 
Joseph got entangled with him. I'm just asking some polite, kind, nice questions before other people come round and ask some less kind questions, if you know what I mean. Tell me everything that you know right now. Well, it's basically it. All I know is Joseph seems to have passed. Very likely shot himself is what the authorities say. Excuse me? You're telling me that my goddaughter's husband has shot himself and has passed away. What proof do you have of this? That's what they're saying in the papers, miss. I don't know if I believe it or not, but uh, it could just be some sort of cover-up, you see. Do you have the paper with you? Right here. I'll pull it out. It'll be like very much stained with like coffee stains and some food stains as I hand it over as well, where I clearly was just eating off it. Um, on that note, did you want me to do a sanity roll if I see Joseph Sutton's obituary? No, actually, no, 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 there's no need. You're, you already knew there was something up. So your goddaughter, has she gone missing or what's what's up with her? Well, that's what I'm now trying to find out because I was fairly certain that it was just an innocent happenstance and now there's more things getting put together that I just can't explain. And I feel like she would have told me if her husband had a past and certainly if he had a shot himself and what... I'm trying to work out exactly where he might be, and that doesn't line up with Greg Cleary. Greg is the man ab ab above. He lives. He's one of their tenants. I'm dreadfully confused. I'm sorry. What? what is your name? Call me Teddy, and I can tell you where he is right now. Joseph's at Bangor Cemetery. Should be six feet under. His funeral was about a week or so ago. I say, I'll be damned. Ah. Uh -uh. Give me, uh, and she, she holds on to that newspaper and then starts walking around with more intent. Says, I need a few minutes, sir, and then I'll come back to you. Um, I'm, 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 and then she's going to wander upstairs and like look more seriously around the house for any kind of signs of struggle or signs of um, they've packed or left um, or even potentially looking for a weapon that he might have shot himself with. She's surprised that there's no police tape there, that um, the parents haven't been called. Um, so I might even do a follow-up phone call to the police, I think, from their house to confirm. Uh, okay, so we'll slow it down a bit. So we'll start with you're going to search the house. So it's actually it's, it's a one-story house because the top part's blocked off because someone else is living there. Um, give me a spot hidden. I'll, can I, like, help or, like, look around myself? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can do a spot hidden as well, absolutely. Like, I'm very much looking for, like, different things like paperwork or anything that might indicate Dominic or, you know, foul play. 50. Can I push it? Yeah, if you want. How are you going to push it, though? I do not know. <laughs> I've just heard you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nine. Okay. So you... He means narratively, how are you going to look harder? Is Is it worth it, like using one luck to move it to an eight so I get a fifth fifth check. An extreme success? Yeah. No, I don't think you need to do that. Okay, yeah, cool. I just don't know how all that mechanics work, but yeah. And how I push it, I start looking in spots that I taught her to hide stuff. Very good. Yeah, nice. When I was with my husband, I used to have to hide stuff from him. Um, So I start looking in some of the more secret locations. Yes. Okay, I got 42. 
Forty-two. Which is a success. Ha, yes. Yes. Hooray! Regular success. So, uh, so you're looking for any signs of a struggle? Signs of anything being premeditated? So they've packed and left. Anything okay. that's been hidden, signs of a struggle that would indicate abuse right. or any kind of conflict. Yep. All right. So what you notice? Uh, so you, as you move around this house, uh, you go into. The, the spare bedroom, which has been sort of turned into a nursery. You see sort of cots and and sort of um, like baby stuff and a lot of the stuff still got tags on it. Um, and there's not much in there, uh, but you also notice um, sort of on the desk um, in this nursery, there is a note um, and it's, it basically says, you know, um, it's it's an address. Um, the address is, it's Winter Haven Hunting Lodge, lot 271, uh, Withers Road, Hudson, uh, Hudson, Maine. Uh, moving into the bedroom, uh, you notice a few things. You notice that there's not really signs of a struggle. Um, you notice that... Um, the there's uh, the the wife uh, Marilyn's missing some clothes, but she's also missing a suitcase. So you assume she's packed. Um, Joseph's stuff is all here. You notice that there is a weird stain on the floor, like on the rug. It's quite a large weird stain on the rug, and it's quite circular. Um, it's not. It's like a like a darkish. Try and someone's try to clean it up. Can I investigate that further? Absolutely. Um, give me another. You can give me another spot hidden. Or you can give me a cleaning skill. You can go cleaning. Give me a cleaning roll. I, I'm the one with the cleaning one. Oh no. Oh, actually, you've got life admin. Give me a give me a home admin roll. Life skills. <laughs> um, I've got fourteen. Which yep. is a hard success. All right. So you instantly recognize this stain. Uh, you've probably had to like clean it up yourself after a, a few uh, rough nights with your previous husband. Um, it's definitely blood. And it's a lot of blood. Um, and with your, with, your, with your hard success, uh, and you're, I'm assuming your hard success on spot hidden as well, um, you can tell this is enough blood for like, Someone's probably died here. Like, it's a lot of blood, and it's like a huge pile all across the rug. So, uh, that's what you learn. Meanwhile, uh, Teddy Clifton, you're looking for documents, right? Yeah, I'm looking for looking for any safes, hidden safes around the place, a desk maybe, go through that, look for any hidden shelves, uh, any documents. Okay, so you also find the note that's on the nursery, uh, Winter Haven Hunting Lodge. Um, I'm not going to repeat the address again because I've already forgotten it. Uh, but somewhere in Hudson, Maine. Um, so one thing I for forgot to mention, actually, um, you also notice that he's got um, like a few photos. He's with another guy, um, sort of uh, similar sort of uh, build to Joseph. Um, and um, there's like, you can see like a few, there's a few photos of this guy, actually. Um, Marie, you might remember him. If you give me a one more intelligence roll, could I 
because I'd check the back of the photos to see if there's like a written thing of who it was. Yeah, you can absolutely do that, but we'll just we'll just see the re-rolls first. Um, nineteen. You're pretty sure that Joseph had a brother, and that his brother lived somewhere in the, like the north of Maine, which is why Marilyn moved like they both moved out there from Arkham a few years back. Um, and yeah, as you, as, uh, Teddy lifts one of the photos off the wall, uh, on the back, it's got, you know, um, like a description of the photo. It's like, you know, hunting deer, hunting deer with the big brother. Yeah. I'll, like, take the photo out and pocket it as well. Take the photo out? Sure. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Um, what you also notice, I think what you both notice as well as you're walking around, you sort of see, um... Joseph in his younger days and him like uh, at a hunt like he's he's um in like a snow-capped field with an older person looks like his dad um and you can see that he's uh he's left he's got his left hand in his um in his jacket hidden in his jacket pocket and his right hand's holding a gun and you see most of the photos he's like sort of hiding his left hand now, um, probably doesn't mean much to you, um, Teddy, but Marie, as you notice this, can you give me an intelligence roll or any, or an education roll, whatever, which one of you prefer? Hmm. Uh, a very beautiful 86. Okay. So that's a fail. You sort of remember something about his hand being like... He's had a weird thing with his hand. Like, he had a thing about his hand, but, like, don't remember much about it. You also find, um, the... You also find a, a receipt for a, um, Dr. Harrod, who's a psychologist. Uh, and that's sort of in a desk, sort of in the, in, in the lounge room. Um, so you find that. Uh, and... As you're walking around, you don't find a safe. Uh, but what you do find with your hard success is that the back window leading into the bedroom, as you walk in and uh, Mari's looking at this bloodstain, you, what you notice is that the window into the bedroom looks like it's been tampered with. Is it someone's tried breaking in? Yeah, it looks like at some point someone has picked the lock to the bedroom window and has broken in to the Sutton house. This was the Fumbled Anthology. New episodes are released every Sunday. And for more information about the podcast, check out our website, fumbledanthology.com, or you can find us on the social media of your choice. Until next time.